neck is stiff. It's so early. Oh, the birds aren't even up yet. Mm, but we are, Brittany. We are. I'm ready to go. Oh, man, I feel so good. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, man, you smell those pancakes? I do. Uh, I put those on pre-warmer last night so that they turned on. So we had the smell of... Oh, I Good thought you were going to say you left the oven on all night. Well, also did that. Oh, my God. I got slippery fingers. I just turned everything on. We should make sure the house isn't burning down. Well, we'll get to that in an hour or so, because we got a <laughs> podcast to do. Oh, right. Priorities. Hey, guys. Hey welcome guys. to Get Out of My Room. Get Out of My Room. Oh, we're, as far as I know, the only morning teen podcast out there. <laughs> Those two things go together like bread and butter, don't you bread think? And but teens, teens have to wake up in the morning. Teens hate the morning. They don't. They don't want to wake up early, but they have to go to school. They got to go to school. Every teen. Hey, goes you know to what school. you do at school? Learn. You learn. Do you have anything Was that you, it? Was you that can it? teach me right now? Oh, uh, I I don't know if I'm qualified to teach this, but I do have some uh, underrated news for you. Oh, that's what I'm looking for, oh, some snap. underrated news. You wake up in the morning, you sift through your feed, but you're still not fully awake, so you forget about all these articles by the end of the day. Well, let me refresh your memory. Uh, let's start off with this uh, Argentinian father who pretends to be an 11-year-old girl in order to find and attack a sexual harasser. What? So here's wait, what he did. Wait, wait, wait. The dad pretended to be an 11-year-old girl? Yes, yes. Uh, he What what so, he did was he what? got on uh, WhatsApp, which oh, is that thought, app that all the kids okay. use to send. I thought you were going to say he dressed up like an 11-year-old girl, and I was well, thinking, what did his height and beard give I did not away? read this article well, so <laughs> may have some more surprises in here. Uh, this Argentinian father... Uh, contacted this man that his daughter told him about that was being a creeper this 29 year old guy uh and pretended to be an 11 year old girl um and then when he met up with him um this guy did not get the little girl surprise he was looking for instead uh he got a man who said uh uh i told him yes to having a date because i was going to kill him oh my god uh, yeah he pummeled this guy's name acosta and punched him in the face like continuously until the police arrived there's some blurred out so, images here of a so completely he did get caught man. this man got caught yeah no, no no he got caught um but man i really yeah. wish that we only knew the headline and that we thought that the story was that he dressed up like an 11 year old girl can we go back to thinking that Okay, so the title is Father Pretends to be 11-Year-Old Daughter to Find and Attack a oh. Sexual Harasser. So I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I think that even, he even if wore it, a wig. Yeah, he and... could still dress up as a girl, <laughs> but at the end of the day, he's beating up a sexual harasser. All right, well... Why can't everyone be was, like this? That was kind of dark. Kind of yeah, a little but sad. You pick some sad, dark ones. Some Let me, comeuppance Okay, came mine was, it. again, about animals, so... Oh, yeah? I will share mine. My um, underrated news was found in National Geographic, which has a pretty strict paywall, so uh, really? don't try to look this story up, because you probably won't be able to read it. Um, you, wait, I, do you pay for the paywall, or is this like no, one of I, I got it. I got in. I oh. just like got the, got the oh, headline okay. and the most important info. Okay, so I'll read the whole headline. Squirrels were purposefully introduced to American cities. And then here's the subtitle. Those nutty neighbors were once seen as a benefit to urban living. So in 1856, 
Someone in New York saw a squirrel for the first time and freaked out. 1856, that was the first time someone saw a squirrel in a city. And they're like furry rats with tails, right? Yeah, yeah. but they, they introduced them to city into cities because there were no more animals. There used to be like mm. horses and horse-drawn buggies and horse and carriages. And then all the animals left, and the only thing that was left were birds and so they brought squirrels. But it wasn't until the 1970s that people started really hating the squirrels. Yeah. So now, <clears throat> squirrels, not loved. That uh, that does hurt. I'll say Pretty that much. Pretty sad. Um, wow, and now they're, they're just every American city? Or they're just it? everywhere. They're all over now. I don't know whose if idea you, this if was. If you notice, when you see Europeans who are visiting, they will take pictures of the squirrels because they don't have squirrels in the cities in Europe. It's an American invention. It's an American thing. Well, that's, uh, I, I, I learned some. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just like school. Now I guess I'll, uh, I'll think of my fellow man when I look at squirrels now. You know, we got a lot of segments in this we show. We gotta move on. Uh, how are we gonna eat all this bacon? We gotta have a really long show in order to get all our crunches in. Um, we do have a very special guest. We had Jeffrey Anderson last week, who's now moved behind the producer chair, rocking some sick blue headphones right now. Um, he would say hi, but we have a muzzle over his mouth sure. so that he can't speak during that the is, podcast. That was not my idea. It that was, was my Brittany's idea. idea. Um, what can you do? Uh, we, he's also uh, currently mixing a real sweet theme that we'll have at you in, in a week or two. For our um, listeners who are eager for a theme song. Yeah, we know you're all uh, chomping at the bit for a sweet theme. That's right. Um, we're not giving anything away. Don't you do it, Brittany. Cole, can you please introduce our guest? I guess. Um, our guest this week is uh, one of the uh, co-owners of Station Theater in Houston. He, uh, He's a comedy legend. Comedy legend. <laughs> Uh, <laughs>, laughs at the thought of being called a comedy legend. Uh, let's give it up for Roger Anderson. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. Ow, ow, ow. Welcome to the show. Screech. Oh, hey guys. I decided to come into your room, um, Clarissa Explains It All style. Mm-hmm. Oh, Let me explain. Yeah. Explain it all. So there was a, a, a show called Clarissa Explains It All. Uh-huh. She had a platonic male friend who accessed. Max? Yeah, Max. God, how do I know that? Who accessed her bedroom on the reg pretty much every episode, a couple times per episode, by putting a, a ladder up to the door, and he would he'd uh, crawl, crawl up that ladder and just enter this uh, this child's room. <laughs> and so, then this teen. Now he was the same age. But uh, it was always pretty disturbing to me. That's real weird. <laughs> it was very weird. I feel like nobody talked about it. I remember specifically wanting my best friend to do that. Because I also, as a young young Brittany and a young teen, my best friend was a boy. And mm. I kept hoping that my best friend Josh would put a ladder up to my window and just climb in already. <laughs> so you, yeah, I think I, 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 it's weird because... I do remember, like, starting off, I my best friends were, like, ch- were females. And they were, like, mm-hmm. it was a church, so it wasn't, like, I don't know. That, don't, that doesn't mean anything. Did but, you say it was at church? Well, I mean, like, th- those, that's the earliest people I remember fraternizing church with. Church people. People involved in church. Can sure, it, they've you, lost you, their faith. You have a that. religious background, right? Uh, a little bit? A little bit? Um, uh, kind of. I mean, like, I attended church, but my heart was never 
in it. It was never in it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking today as I watched my seven-year-old nephew play basketball. Um, mm. So the beginning <clears throat> of the basketball game, the refs of the word referees no sure. okay is that what you call them in basketball I think so. okay Absolutely. the referees had all the boys they're seven years old all these seven-year-old white boys sit down and um they started doing some kind of thing and they were it, they were talking about teamwork and then he had them remind all the kids were chanting back what teamwork stands for and the first one was um tell others about god and I didn't, I didn't realize that this was like a religious affiliated basketball club. So my immediate reaction was what you two just did. It was pure panic. I thought maybe the refs were going rogue because I was yeah. at a public school. So I refs. looked at the parents next to me and was like, oh, did you hear that? And they were like, yeah, that's yeah, what this is. That's pretty and sweet. And then, then my nephew got up and said a prayer. Oh, yeah, so that's the state of America. Is your I, sister uh, religious, or? Yeah, I mean, I think she would call herself that. I don't, I don't know if I would call her that. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, and and not to get too too uh, into some deep, some <laughs> scary topics, but it's like I'm not like my position is not that I think that there can't be a god. I'm just real certain that there isn't a Christian God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that one that's in the Bible. I know that one's not real. Yeah. So it's like it's it's you know watching debates about it is 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 weird. I think um, when you're a kid, you think that God and Santa and your parents are all just like. They are like this company, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. who like make you follow directions. Because my nephew said in the prayer um, something about listening and following directions, which yeah. is something my sister says all the time. You need to make sure you listen and follow directions. So to put that in a prayer was a little yeah. strange yeah. to me. I think <clears throat> rules are, are fun and all, and laws need to be followed, of course. Sure. But like, like moral rules and stuff like that, I feel like all this stuff is like should be followed like for the most part for like the most part. like kids yeah. need to know that like sometimes rules need to be broken but not all the time and not even most of the time but like, and like why rules should yeah. be broken yeah. how old were you guys when you started breaking the rules ooh oh Cole, you need to start with this. <laughs> oh. Cole hasn't started yet. Okay, okay. Breaking so, the rules. so this this is a teen podcast, and uh, Brittany and I made this this pod because I've recently left my teen years. I'm now 20 years old, and so he means very recently. Yeah, very recently, Literally. like within the last six Weeks. months. Uh, and uh, Brittany is 112 years old. <laughs> yes, um, but I was once a teen. Was once a teen. Uh, Roger, also, I'm, 40, I'm 41. Also, <laughs> fair, 41. you're not, to my knowledge. He's no, not. In 11 more years, will be 41. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think the first time I started started popping those rules off um, was... Uh, um, I know that you're not still a rule breaker because you said popping the rules off. Popping the, popping <laughs> that sounds rules. like you're yeah. shooting rules in the air. Yeah, you just um, gave yourself away up, right. as a rule follower. I think first uh, first big time rule I broke was like cheating. Like I had a long string of, of cheating years between like fourth and fifth grade. But before then, I would follow rules, but then just like be annoying sometimes and like occasionally break things at my house because I, I was a child. Ooh, break things at but, your Oh, but not on purpose. Not on purpose. 
Um, oh, I thought you, like, were, you were going around like you're mad at your mom and you just like just break, break the phone, you no. know, but like she doesn't know it's you. So yeah, probably around fourth or fifth grade is when I hit my rebellion streak and then that carried well into junior high and then it sort of leveled off when I moved to public school from private school and realized, oh, I'm not rebellious at all. <laughs> These people are rebellious. Yeah, um, yeah. For for me, I was a very I've been like a forty year old man for a long time. Because mm-hmm. so I remember like I've so the first rules you break are like, hey, don't sneak computer time, I guess. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, I, I snuck and played some computer games and it wasn't computer time or whatever. <laughs> this is at a, your home. At, at that- your house or whatever. As far as like in school, I don't, I really don't think I ever like broke any rules. Um, it really, really bothered me when people would break rules and get away with it. Mm. Not that I was like a toady where I was just like, oh, well, you know, I, I wasn't a snitch, but it, it, it did genuinely bother me to the point that like I couldn't watch movies where kids were breaking rules. <laughs> like, the first time I saw Ferris Bueller's I Day Off, yeah. I was just livid. I was like, he needs to be in IS, an in-school suspension. Yeah. You can say ISS on this podcast. ISS. It's yeah, okay. we, we use a briefs. I, I, <laughs> you can even say ASS. He's, yeah. Uh, I did not like him. I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like Bart Simpson. <laughs> like, I didn't like, and, and I, that that's came out wrong. I like him. He's a he's a fun <laughs> character. But like, I never rooted for bad boys. Just w- so the yeah. listeners know, Roger is not a Bart Simpson hater. You I know, do that not could hate see lots him. Of flack. But I'm just like, I don't have any sympathy for people who break rules. Uh, and I, yeah. I I I like Batman. I'm just, <laughs> I, That's why you love Batman so much because he gives it to the rule breakers. I think so. I think he he doesn't he Justice. does no holds barred for oh man if Batman ever got a hold of Ferris Bueller <laughs> oh boy they always have Batman like Batman meets Scooby Doo like why not Batman meets, meets Ferris, Ferris Bueller because they wouldn't match he would beat the beat that child to death yeah yeah what about um, you Brittany well I definitely so. I don't like to be in, get in trouble. That's like my number one fear in life, but I love to break the rules. Um, if there is a rule, I want to figure out how to break it, but without getting in trouble. I mean, I'm not trying to hurt anybody here, but I just, I like to just like figure out why the rules exist and, and you know, bend them, shape them, change them, you know. Curl them. Exactly. I'm like a, an activist in that way. So I remember um, one of the rules that I broke pretty young. I must have been in like maybe third, fourth grade or something like that. And I had to go to this special classroom for, you know, the smart kids or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> and um, because we were the good kids, they trusted us to go through the teacher's lounge. And so mm. you would cut through the teacher's lounge, and there was this huge bowl of Andy's mints. And I was like, oh, my God, I love Andy's mints. Those are so fancy. Like, we never get anything like that. And so I just took a little handful of them. And distributed them to my peers, um, as one would do. You like know. Robin Hood. Yeah. Exactly. So I did get in trouble, and when oh, wow. yeah, I got in trouble, and um, I told my mom that I was Robin Hood, that I was stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, the poor because there was so the poor children who needed yeah. Andy's mints. The there were so many for the teachers. I do wonder, like, how can a principal or like a, a school administrator? How could they get real mad about that? Because if it was something where it's yeah. like, oh, you're bullying somebody or you're cheating, yeah. 
But if you're like taking candy just and giving it giving to, it to people, yeah. like how mad can they get? Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. So as you guys know, I'm a teacher. So there's like things that some kids will get in trouble for, but other kids won't, mm-hmm. and they get real mad about it. And they're like, "But why am I getting in trouble for talking when everyone's talking?" It's like you're talking the loudest, and you're yeah. more annoying than the other people. It's also kind of like, uh, and you can edit this out, but it's also kind of like the U.S. marijuana laws. Where they just like selectively like, well, we can, we can get you on this. Um, we're gonna let these other people pass because they've got marijuana, but yeah, we'll, but they're white. But they happen to be white. They're not a minority, so we will get you because we're racist or whatever. Exactly. We're not editing. That out. <laughs> yeah, Roger said to edit it out because we are trying to protect teens from all types of <laughs> all the things going on. I will. I will say, um, you know, if you live in a state with legal marijuana and you're going to do that, at least wait till your brain's fully formed. You know, I'm, mm. I'm like pro. Do whatever is, you know, whatever. Break the rules. Don't break the rules. I don't know. But yeah, let your but let, let your, let your brain, brain finish doing. If you like the way the, your brain is at age 16 already, I say go to town. <laughs> just keep it. Just like keep stay it 16 way. forever. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people who did that. Forever young. <laughs> I'm to you, babe. Is that what that song's about? Yeah, it's, it's about marijuana. frying your brain. Um, so we've talked about some things you did as a teen already, but maybe uh, jump in, give us some overall maybe themes of your teenage years. The or highlights. Of my teenage where, years. You, where your head was at overall. Advice. <clears throat> so, um... Oh boy. So like I my progression of me as a kid was that I was real uh super like geeky. I was like and I hung out with a real geeky crowd um until about high school when I discovered the arts. Mm. Um particularly choir and it was a thing where like it was something that I got was kind of uh uh, naturally drawn to and, and I like doing it and it was something where like I would have like I remember having a group of friends and like they wouldn't dare talk to girls we that that did not happen um, and then by the end of like by the middle of high school that was almost exclusively it was you know it was just like in choir, which is like you and mostly yeah. girls and stuff. And so it was something where like I just real quickly felt like acclimated to artistic tribalism where mm. it was like I discovered musicals and stuff. And so I was just like, you know what? I like this way better than the giant high school tank of people being mean to me. <laughs> uh, and I just gravitated towards that. So it wasn't something where I was pop. I was never like popular, but... Once I found my circles, I just kind of stuck with them, and, you know, it was a pretty uh, positive thing. As far as themes, so I did a lot. It was all the, all the way through, pretty geeky. Um, themes include non-athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> themes include... No sports ever. No. Uh, I did swim team when I was a kid, um, but I just I stopped doing that. No sports. No, I did, no going to football games. No, yeah. I didn't like. I, I thought high school football was kind of silly. Yeah, sure. Um, it is. I'm just watching children play a sport. Um, I <laughs> Not did. Not well. <laughs> I did do a lot of dancing. 
I danced nice. a lot. Ooh. So like choreographed dance, or mm-hmm. I was in, I was in, from the moment I could be in show choir. I was in show choir wow. for my from middle through middle school through high school. I was in show choir. Um, artistic yeah. tribalism. You said artist. I really like that term. Yeah. Um, and for our listeners who are listening, and because of you, because they're huge fans, obviously that's why they're listening to this episode. And um, so they already know this, that you're a huge leader in the Houston comedy scene. Were you a leader in your teen years? And when did you take on this leadership role in the tribe? I really like the way way you're asking this question. (laughs) It's so poignant. Um, Yeah, so it was kind of like, uh, how do you explain it? We're like, you know, it's... It's kind of like how popular kids must feel in school. I don't know if anyone here was technically a popular no. kid, but you know that's why we're in this room. <laughs> I feel like I was. <laughs> I did well. For moderately myself. popular. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's something where like you don't have to worry. Like when you're like considered a nerd or geek, you're you feel like you constantly have a target on your back mm-hmm. where people are going to try to make you feel bad about yourself to make them feel better. But when you find like circles that you uh connect with, that kind of disappears. And it, it you you just don't have to worry as much um about it. Now as far as like leadership goes, I didn't really lead anything. Um, I kind of kind of just did what I thought was expected of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the thing about the current Houston uh, improv scene is that we're still relatively new. Like as far as like how much we've grown, I mean, we've really like exploded through no doing of mine. It just happens to be the right time and place for Houston to become an actual city with um, comedy. But it was just something where um, we just needed something to happen. So mm-hmm. it was just like, hey, why not Why not have this fun thing that I like? I'm going to be doing it anyway. There's nothing that I really want to be doing more than this, so I might as well. So yeah, it's... Uh, if, I, if I am leading people, it's... Accidental. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of like you just started walking down the street and then people started following you. Kind of. It's also kind of like, um, you know, the whole thing, like, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I kind of, that phrase is something that I discovered the meaning to where it's like, like, I'll do a show and I'll be like, oh, I really fucked up this show or I messed up tech on this or something and I'm like oh so this is why I can't have nice things so it's like well the more we work to make this better then the nicer the things we can have so you know it's it's doesn't really feel like labor it just feels more like oh well the the more work we put into this the cooler shit happens and I just I'll I'm, I'll keep doing that until cool shit stops happening and then I'll become a lawyer <laughs> Go back to school. But until then, until then, spend most of my time. Yeah, yeah. Roger's a cool dude. If you can't tell, already. I'm a cool dude with attitude, or as I like to call it, baditude. Ooh. I'm also cool but rude. And Cole here is a party dude. 
I thought you were going to keep Man, going. Man, lots of, lots of wise words from Rush. <laughs> I thought he was going to keep going. Um, I'm a leader, no. you guys. <laughs> we're, all, we're all a little cool. We're all a little rebellious. Yeah. Uh, but we do like to stay safe sometimes really here on do. the pod. And we have this uh, cute little segment we call Stay Safe, Bud. Stay Safe, Bud? Now, Roger, how... <laughs> How uh, this this week or month or year are you deliberately staying safe and not taking any risks or not, not going out there not 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 trying to improve crazy. Or, or you could be improving but staying safe but um, safe. how are you staying safe how, how am I staying safe <laughs> bud well um, I I believe in personal protection a lot and so are you but, talking about guns I'm glad to hear that. no not <laughs> okay. okay but what I am talking about is knives. <laughs> um, is so, that a Chinese star in your pocket? It isn't, but it is a switchblade. Oh, oh! Wow! Roger just wow. pulled out for, a switchblade for the listeners. He he does, oh that God. sound is. Oh. Did you hear that on the mic, Jeffy? Okay. Wow. wow! It really is. I thought this was a bit. No. This is real. Can I'm, I touch it? You can, yeah, for sure. Do you want to try to throw it and I'll catch it between no, my teeth? No, let's not do that. Oh my. Wow. Is this, does it, is this considered a butterfly knife? No. This, this so, is actually staying You know what safe, I've learned is but... that you, when you stab someone, you're going to stab them, but you have to turn it. <laughs> you don't just like go in and out because then you could, you know, yeah. you, you miss. You could what? Miss? You miss. You're still miss. going into them. Yeah, but you're not going to cause much damage. Because this is really cool. You want to cause more damage. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so wow. this is, it seems like this is not staying safe, but tell well, us. Well, no, he's protecting. Okay. Right? Protecting okay. For protection. Self-protection? Yeah. Uh, why do I have a switchblade? Yeah, why do you stay safe with a yeah, switchblade? Well, here's the deal. Um, you <laughs> never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, in in Texas, we're apparently allowed to carry whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and to be honest, I did not expect to be carrying this today. It just happened to be in my pants when I put them on this morning. Wow. But I thought that it was a good symbol of being prepared. You know what I mean? Because you never know when a rival gang is going to come up to you and go, "Hey, Jack, I'm gonna I'm gonna take take that boombox," and you gotta say, "Not so fast." Yeah, um, for, the, for the listeners, Roger actually walks around with a boombox on his shoulder I do, everywhere yeah. he goes. It's very heavy, but it's well worth it. And He's it's, had many it's inquiries been stolen about it. so many yeah. times, yeah. so we're just glad to know you'll be staying safe. Yeah, so I advise you guys carry around uh, some kind of knife with you, and then also fiber gummies, just so that you're... Uh, that doesn't have to do with... Just stay bodily. Keep your just, bowels just moving. keep your bowels moving. Um, they're pretty tasty, <laughs> and uh, hmm. so... Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, Brittany, how, you have any uh, specific ways you're staying safe this staying week? Staying safe, wow. Um, this week was a little nutty. I don't know if I did stay very safe. Let's see. Um, so every morning when I wake up, I I put lemon in my water and drink a, a glass of water with lemon. So you're um, doing right now. So that I can, yeah, so I can get some vitamin C. Um, you know, it's like flu season, and I just, I don't want to get sick. I already got sick once. I want to, it's safe out there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my tip of the week. It's a good call. Crazy oh flu this year. Crazy flu, am I oh right? Oh, my flu? God. Did I had you guys a, get it? I had it uh, around Christmas time, and then I nearly had it before I went on a cruise. Mm. But I just aggressively, I was just, yeah. orange juice, orange juice, orange juice, fluid, fluid, fluids. And I fended it off. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 
Did you get it cold? I did not. Um, oh, I got regular still... like cold like in early December, but I'm, I'm hoping I don't get it. Yeah. You know? I'm not doing any particular way to prevent it. There's I'm nothing you can maybe do. Maybe washing my hands a Don't little. touch dirty people. Ooh. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Don't Oops. go into a doctor's office where there are a lot of people with the flu and let them lick you. Yeah. I do. Or lick them. Or I'm a delivery them. driver, and my delivery route is in the medical center. Oh, so no. I'm at like. A you should di- wear medical gloves. Ooh, I should, but I don't. Um, I wash my hands though because I work with food. I. Uh, let me think of the way I'm staying safe. I. Oh, okay. Here's one way I stayed safe. So Valentine's Day, uh, for when we're recording this, was last Wednesday. And this is a Saturday, and I worked a 13-hour shift because Ooh. I work for a cookie company, and Ooh. we it's a crazy day for cookies. A lot um, of people getting cookies, like for their loved ones, see, right? That's true. Okay. Um, and so after that 13-hour shift, I usually will just drive home and then commute back in the morning to school, uh, but I had an 8.30 class the next morning. So what I decided to do instead was to drive to my girlfriend's house, who is like 10 minutes away from UH, my, the school I go to. and, and uh, The listeners know. Cool. Well, they do know they? a lot about you. I hope not. Um, because that's what this podcast rides on is our personal stories <laughs> and experiences. Um, and uh, anyway, so I went to her house and spent the night and got like 40 more minutes of sleep probably. Wow. So that's how I'm staying safe. I hope, sleep. I hope your parents don't listen to this podcast. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh, they knew about it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that, now, that's a quick question. Not to derail this segment, but I remember uh, when I was your age, not to sound like a fucking old fuck. You're 41. You <laughs> I'm said 41. you're 41. But yeah, when I was 19, fuck. I had been with my girlfriend for like a, a year and a half. It's about where I am right now. Yeah. Um, my parents would aggressively avoid like force us to never be uh alone like mm. the, wow. like we it, I, she couldn't even be in my room jeffrey just acknowledged he said him too that happened to him yeah <laughs> and it was weird it was so like, you had to when your girlfriend would try to come in your room you'd have to say get out of my room get, get yeah. out of my room get, get, out, <laughs> get out of my room yeah and i'd play the theme song <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> This podcast has been around forever. No, oh my was, gosh. It was very strange. I was like, wh- wh- like, why? Like, just, yeah. should, just, should I just not date anybody then? It was very strange. It's, it's interesting to hear other people's parents react to that. I used to, in high school, occasionally have uh, someone in my room uh, that I was romantically involved in. And I, every time I'd close the door, even for like 10 minutes, I'd open it back up. Uh, and then whenever the person leaves, my parents would come up to me and say like, you know, we don't have closed doors when guests are here. Ooh. Like, every time, they'd, like, tell me never to close my door. Ooh. So, uh, oh, so yeah. you're like, fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get my dick off. <laughs> Ooh. Kim, Kim, Kim. Oh, wow. Man, I'm so glad we're staying safe in our own special ways. <laughs> be too. it Be it lemon tea to prevent the flu. Uh, getting a little more sleep when you need it. Or carrying a switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> to attack people, you carry that all the time, or you said it was no. It just I just, I just ordered it oh, okay. the other day, so because it's legal. Was it previously it not from, legal? It technically, technically, in 2013, uh, s- s- switchblades. It's very com- very complicated, but um, what, that knife was legal in 2013, and that was before. Is ev- it still legal? Yeah, 
But that was okay. before the whole open carry thing yeah. where in, in Texas they were just like, hey, got a gun? You can carry it wherever you want. Got a take it to church, take it to school, take yeah. it to work, take got, it wherever. Got a, a saber, take it to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> My father is a uh, higher up in like the media department at a mega church mm. in Houston, and uh, it's not... Not the Joel Osteen one. Mm. Um, Not the church you're thinking. Yeah, uh, but he says that uh, if someone were to ever come into a service and start shooting, like, he'd be dead in, like, 30 seconds. Because he says, like, everyone at that church, like, carries. Like, the preacher carries, like, as he's delivering his sermon, like, stuff like that. Oh, God. There's been this big, and I'm not going to, I also have a family member involved in in an unrelated Mm megachurch. Guys, there's a lot of megachurches. This is the land of the megachurch. I can at least five (laughs) in Houston proper. Church is a big business here in Houston. Um, But uh, I, I, he was the same way. Growing up. It wasn't the gun culture wasn't huge, and then now, uh, I, you know, I know him like his whole family. There are huge gun advocates. I know that everyone, most everyone at that at that church is the same. I don't, I, I don't understand it. You know, uh, I, we've never, we have not had any big tragedies, so I'm not gonna, you know, be weird about it, but. It's just something I don't get. I don't get it. I don't get it. That whole narrative that, like, uh, the only way will prevent, um, like, big attacks and stuff is with, like, a hero at each scene instead of changing things. Anyway. Right. I I also, like, so, you know, there's, like, this, like, survivalist culture, like, people who are into, like, some sort of, like, apocalyptic scenario, and they're, like, preparing for said scenario. But, like, people need to realize, like, you if that happens you want to die you want to be like you do not want to be a survivor of the nuclear apocalypse like you want to be one of the first to go yeah i'm not hanging around for that with my gun (laughs) speaking of like shoot the atom bomb speaking of (laughs) (laughs) speaking of teen years i think that there is kind of an arrested development where people kind of view themselves as this fantasy hero it was like, man, if I was there, I would yeah. go pew pew, choo 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 choo. I meant to do that, um, and really, that's just not at all how yeah. that would happen. You're gonna freeze up and like shit your pants or something. Yeah, most likely. Man, that's pretty funny. Uh, cool. Anyway, staying safe. Uh, I feel like we've we've learned a lot so far, Brittany, but uh, we haven't had maybe as uh, direct of a teaching lesson as we're about to have in Study, study hall. hall! It's Study Hall! What we got here is Shh. our good buddy Roger. It's Study Hall. Oh yeah, we gotta be quiet, but also loud enough so okay. the mics can hear us. But I can project. Yeah, um, yeah. so we got our buddy Roger here, uh, and and he's going to be teaching us some things. Last week, uh, Jeffrey taught us a little bit about Fall Out Boy, and what I can tell you about that is they once had an album uh, produced on, by some hip-hop artists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't remember anything. Okay, well, you were the one harshly quizzing me during the <laughs> podcast, so I was hoping you'd remember a little bit more. I remember nothing. Um you got anything fun, Roger? You know, and that's... So, we've we've talked about the Switchblade. Mm -hmm. I think we can move past the Switchblade. There's a lot of details about it, but Mm. I want to talk about... I I think it'll be more fun to talk about 
something a lot dorkier and weirder and information that you won't use, which is um, what comp what composes, what comprises a barbershop quartet? Yes. Um, so I'll leave it to you guys. Uh, we can have a lesson about how a switchblade works or what barbershop. We're barbershop. going barbershop. Barbershop, barbershop, barbershop. barbershop. All right. quartet. So um, some background. Oh, my my, my dad true. was heavily involved in something called the Barbershop Harmony Society. It used to It used to be called something else. But we had a brand change so we can get the kids to come. Mm. It's not working. Um, <laughs> BHS, right? Yeah, the B, the Barbershop Harmony Society, BHS. Um, uh, and it, uh, so it's basically just this organization that preserves Barbershop Quartet singing and has contests and stuff. It was something that I grew up around. And in high school, I, I discovered that I genuinely kind of liked it. I, originally, I started it because, you know, I was like, oh, if I do this little barbershop quartet thing, people tell me I'm cute and I get to skip out on class early, so I'm going to do this. But the older I got, the more I was like, okay, I genuinely kind of like this. Wait, was this affiliated with your school? No. Okay. Like, when I was a kid, well, when I was a kid, it would just be like, Lord, uh, so let me tell you this. If you... There were just barbershop quartet dressed people walking around your house all the time? I, no. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sometimes, Damn it. but, uh, I like, I will say this, if you go to your middle school or elementary school or whatever administrators and say, Hey, administrators, I've created a barbershop quartet and I want to do it. I, I want to perform for you some places. It's like crack to them mm. because it's like. Anything that shows that you have a positive school environment and that, like, the kids are, like, doing things, they'll bend over backwards to try to, like, feature that. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, I, I got, like I said, I got out of a lot of classes and I got a lot of, like, leeway because I was involved in, like, extracurriculars like that. Yeah. Um, but, um, anyway... The bottom line is that it's a thing that I do, and it's not something I've done really a lot since I've focused on comedy, but it's still something that was a pretty big part of my life, which is acapella, like jazz acapella and barbershop quartet singing. Um, so I guess what I can do is just tell you about the parts of a barbershop quartet. Please. And then we're going to learn how to sing. Well, I'm going to teach you in the next a whole five song. <laughs> in the next five minutes. Can we do like a five second thing? I would, I would like to know just like a little, I know nothing about singing. Uh -huh. I would like to know like one to two tips. Okay, well, huh? so there's four parts of a barbershop quartet. <laughs> Makes four, got it. Or got it. otherwise known as a four-tet. Just kidding. Don't ever call it that. <laughs> so I'm going to start from bottom to top. And I'm going to give you a tip for each, for singing each voice part. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm so excited. This is so great. <laughs> so the bottom is called the bass, spelled B-A-S-S, -S, not ace of bass, B-A-S-E. Okay. Um, oh, I saw the quartet. No, good try, Cole. <laughs> well. Anyway, so the bass is the, creates the root of a chord. So that's typically the tonic or the fifth, or something, that uh, basically it plants, just lays a foundation for a chord, usually, depending on the voicing. So the bass, 
the tip that I would give is um, you have to have a lot of like open resonance. You have to sing even more like Boo! like even more like that. Exaggerated than, almost. Almost or? an exaggerated amount of space on your soft palate. Are you um, opening your throat? Today? No, you're you're extending your soft palate. So your soft palate, if you feel on the top of your mouth, you have the front part that's hard, uh-huh. and then if you move your tongue a little bit back, mm. you have that uh. gooey thing. Uh-huh. That's the soft palate. And everyone try it, huh? Uh-huh. Everyone try it. Feel feel your heart and your soft palate. And mm. the more space that you can put in your soft palate, the more resonance you'll have. Oh, it, did I just do it? Can it well, oh. sound like a try, try to sound like a ghost. Ooh. It's more like that. More like, <laughs> yeah. Now there's a lot more to it. You shouldn't sing. You shouldn't sing like a ghost. But that soft palate placement. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. So in just a minute, when we sing, you don't want me to be the bass. Is that what you're Please. telling me? <laughs> yes. All right. Fine. So that's the bass. Any any conceptions about about bass singing? Uh, real quick, do you know who Thurl Ravenscroft is? I do not. Okay, he's the guy that sang like "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" oh, and stuff like that. He just had like that bass voice. That's what I think of when I think of. Mm. Uh, that is, I that's a name I should have known. Yeah, he's really cool. Thurl Ravenscroft. Uh, Rest in peace. I just think about that. I think it's Nicki Minaj, the Nicki Minaj song. It's all about that bass, that bass. No, no that is a no, no. trouble. Megan Trainor. Trouble. Who's that? Megan Trainor. Who's that? She's the girl who's married anything. to the kid from Spy Kids. She's the guy, all about the that girl bass. who's married to Prince Harry. No, that's, <laughs> that's Megan Markle. So, <laughs> who weirdly <laughs> enough has a song called "It's All About That T." You're it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The only news that I read is usually underrated. You're a, you're a teen, right? <laughs> So, did you guys know that squirrels were introduced into American cities in the I 1800s? Just learned that. <laughs> so, um, what was I saying? Oh, um, yes, that that song is terrible. All about that bass because <laughs> yeah. you need to have a balance of bass and treble. Isn't there a Nicki Minaj song about bass? Super bass. Super bass. Moving on. <laughs> moving on to the next to the top. Um, you have the baritone line. The baritone line is in a similar register to a. The, the top uh, parts, the, the top three parts. But the baritone line, essentially, whenever you're composing a, or whenever you're arranging a song for, for four voices, you'll set like the main chord and then you'll put the fourth note in and t- typically that's what the baritone gets. So a baritone part for a song normally sounds batshit insane. Like it'll just be because it's not on the planned. Is that the, exactly. that's the guy who's like bah, bah, uh, no? <laughs> I don't I, know if I've ever heard of no. barbershop quartet. <laughs> you probably haven't. So um, isn't there one guy who's kind of like all over the place? Not if you're doing it right. <laughs> They're all in like harmony. The, the deal is the baritone has to be like a ninja. Like you kind of have to blend in because mm. if the baritone was like singing really loud, it would, it, like I said, it would just sound insane. So it's kind of the secret part. Now, baritone is the part that I sing. I am partial to it. Mm. I will let that be known up Little front. Ninja. You too? Okay. Jeffrey is also a baritone. Okay, oh, good. Yeah, so we got two baritones. We there are four of us. Two here. berries here. Um, I'm a bass for sure. So. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm feeling it. Okay. I'm all about that bass. You all the bass. Okay, so we got two basses, two baritones. So um, 
<laughs> you can please do not sing bass. The the only advice I would give to baritone singing is like, don't suck and be good at sight reading. Because it's real easy to make a mistake and then just kind of fade into the background because people don't know what the fuck you're doing. See, that's the reason I got out of choir in high school. Like, I did it one year, got voice lessons, improved my voice, and then I was like, cool, the next step is to learn how to read music. I don't want to do that, and so I quit choir. Yeah. Did you you find it? Reading music was honestly a struggle for me. In my school... Like reading? No. I I read pretty early, but, like, reading music was a struggle because um, I... Reading is uh, the system of do re mi fa sol la ti do uh-huh. was a real like it was hard for me because like I would read music and I could just kind of follow it but they were like no it has to be solfege I'm like mm, I th- feel like you're putting an irrational oh boy <laughs> wait a minute get your switchblade I think it's the the apocalypse I, I think it's it's the T birds oh my god I think you need put to, your switchblade away Ross you need to cut away whatever is happening right now. Cut away those that the, there's the a motorcycle sound. outside. There's a motorcycle gang outside. Oh my god, I thought it was but, nuclear warfare. Um, Shoot it. Yeah, no, I, I like I like sight reading music now. Awesome. Oh my god, that was a crazy knife fight we just got into. We had to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I've got a pretty bad wound, but I think I'm good to finish the You're good uh, to finish the teaching mm. segment. Well, because we're only halfway through the barbershop quartet. <coughs> oh, that's blood. That is oh blood. Oh my god. Uh, leave that switchblade in the in wound. There it's, it's so you, you pull it out. All. Yeah, we'll pull it out later. Yeah, it did a good job of protecting. Yeah, <laughs> until you fell on until it. Until I did, I did fell fall on it. Anyway, that's so to recap. Kay. Bass is keep lowest. your tongue like off, a ghost. The, off the the soft palate. <laughs> well, yes. Whenever you're singing, your tongue should Ooh. be. No, <laughs> whenever you're singing, your tongue should be where your your teeth, your bottom teeth meet your gum. It should really never. If if you're singing a vowel, it should really never be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. What if you're singing something with an S? Well, that's a consonant. What about a T? All right. So moving forward. <laughs> moving forward. Um, okay. And so then baritone. Uh, oh, and then baritone. It's bat shit. Learn how to sight read. Yeah, and, yeah. And blend in. Make sure you're blending blend in. in. So the next part up we have is technically the second tenor. But in the quartet world, we call it a lead, in that they are leading a song. And that is the melody, and it's the pretty much the most simple thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty well known that uh, it is the the dumbest people sing that song. Mm-hmm. So sing that's that why part. you didn't do that one. Yeah, well, because it's like it's just like a melody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. like if I guess I'll have that role. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Joe just, Jonas of barbershop quartets. Oh. He just sang and hit the tambourine. Yeah. Nick was doing all the work. He was Burn. doing it. He was the baritone. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, you, you, you know, it, it can be difficult. And especially in the world of competitive barbershop singing, a lot of something that happens, it's a thing. I know. <laughs> One of the things that happens is that leads will post notes. So they will sing a sustained note for a minute or something and then people will be be doing singing parts around it and so it is competitive but it's it's very simple it's a very simple part so any um advice i'd give for lead is um project and um make sure that your song has an interpretive plan you're not just like singing the fucking song uh because you'll get scored really poorly on that 
Anyway, have you yourself uh, gotten any any podium action in the yeah. barbershop world? A couple times I went to international, um, and it's, it's it's exciting. But like, is that in, in another country? It it can be in another country. It has not been <laughs> ever. And the last it's called international, but it's it's only well, nationally. No, no, but like people other countries from other countries, other countries come and here. actually for a period of time, um, Swedish people would come in and they would take the gold medals away like they would they would just kind of just like pop in be awesome and they did i forget like for like three years in a row swedish people were the world champs wow. but i think wow. we've moved that way do but they sing in english yeah everyone, everyone sings in english yeah uh but there's there's chapters like all over the world huh. um okay so that's the lead part okay then um second tenor that's yeah second tenor lead now the top part that is what we call the tenor, but I guess you call it first tenor, uh, and that is the that super high part that looks like maybe that's the person you were thinking mm, of. Yeah. That's just like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually this person is singing in a falsetto. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be like a whistle register. Sometimes if they're just you know a crazy high voiced man a whistle register yeah tell us more about that um it's i can't okay <laughs> it's 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 just kind of a weird way to make your voice resonant so like um it, it's like i don't know it's a cross between whistle it's like the kind of the me. only thing you understand <laughs> if if we could hear you do it yeah and i, I cannot for me it. i just yeah. had this vision in my head of someone like opening their mouth all the way and then just making a whistle sound <laughs> come out of their mouth without yeah. whistling it's it's kind of a little bit like that um and how do you do falsetto uh you sound, so you know who julia well you're a lady so a lady. uh it'll be real it's probably easier for you okay um so like you know how the way you're talking now, so like say, hi, hi. Okay, so that that's your regular register, um, and then your falsetto register is if you tried to sound like, you know who Julia Child is. Yeah. If you tried to do a Julia Child impression, that you'd be using your falsetto. It's like uh, uh, the Bee Gees, how they sing. So like. Like really high. Yeah, but it sounds like it sounds kind of like if you're if you're a teenager and your voice hasn't hasn't changed. Okay. So like, hey everybody, I'm a kid. Oh boy, now I'm a <laughs> teenager. That's kind of it's a, a rough way of, of, explaining, of okay. explaining it. Okay. But the the tenor usually just sings in that in that falsetto uh, the whole time. <laughs> it was really good. So. um... Advice I'd give to the tenor would be similar to baritone blend in, uh, but also just make sure that you're syncing with the with the lead because normally a lot of times it'll just be like a third above. Um, there's a lot of like uh, just one three five type chords, so usually that tenor will be on the third. Um, and that's pretty much it. Now you guys are ready. Wow. All right, I'm ready to form your own group. And yeah. get out there and win, win some medals for America. Win, take it back from the Swedes. Take it back. The true, the true Olympic sport, which is singing like a like a weird like four men, four grown. So we're men. gonna sing. Just well, we're not one gonna sing. Little, we're gonna do just a little. Five. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do a five minutes. No, I do. I am curious. Like, 
how, how do you guys feel about like harmony and song? I'm ready to go. No, but <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you're saying that you're ready to go. I'm asking like, can you hear? Can, can you hear harmony? Do you understand what that is? I I think I kind of do, but I. Like, I think in my mind I do, but I don't know if I'm really... Like, sometimes, like, I'm driving in my car and I'm singing Adele really loud, and I'm like, me and Adele are fucking harmonizing right now. But I don't think... I don't think if someone with a musical ear, if they heard it, they would probably disagree with me. So let's try this, and because this is going to be real boring for people listening to this, but let's just try this really quick, because I'll I'll check. So I'm going to sing... Something and I want you to repeat it. All right, so I'm gonna sing this one, two, three, four, five. Can you sing that? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so you can you can match pitch. Okay, now I want you to sing without thinking about it, sing the note that was three. Three, no, No. (laughs) you're singing five. Three. No, wait, wait, wait. I got okay. One, two, three, three. four, five. So what's three? Three. Nope. Damn it. Three. No. Three. <laughs> Jeffrey, you want to pop in here? <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey's musically inclined. Yes. So, um, basically, yeah, you are doing it now. But basically, the deal is, um, there's just you know when you're when you're part singing, it you have to be you have to be really comfortable with intervals and that kind of stuff. So I'm not comfortable. I'm not ready for nationals. Well, let's check back later. Okay. Did you have to get through nationals to go to internationals or no? The way we did it was no, no. Well, the way we do it is we have like districts and then the districts mm. feed into the na- the national so you won a district i di- well yes we did uh <laughs> there's lots of rules to it but we did win a prelim and went on to, to nice uh, yeah um cole quick pop quiz uh do your <laughs> she best always does this do your best bass <laughs> okay <laughs> what say, okay. hang on say your twitter handle in a bass Voice, sing it in a bass voice. It's because you know what it is, and it's relating to what we were doing. <laughs> On Twitter at Spooky Ghost. <laughs> that was so good. Thank you. You get an A. All right, you can't sing good. that three again, Brittany. Three. That was maybe close. <laughs> cool. Um, <clears throat> well, I just feel. So full of knowledge right now. So enlightened. I feel like I feel like I've learned more in the past ten minutes than I learned all through high school. And wow. all through that uh You went to a terrible high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all through that uh that freshman through junior year of college that I'm doing right now. <laughs> Isn't this a, a better lesson than something about some dumb switchblade? Yeah, yeah. no. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Switch place. It was it, pretty surprising. It did come in handy during that motorcycle it is gang coming, fight. It's coming in handy, um, keeping the blood in my body. And <laughs> it is it is weird because anytime I move, it's kind of poking yeah. at my liver. You keep reaching for that lemonade. I don't know if that's the best call right now. <laughs> Why, the calories? Or? <laughs> or, I don't, no, well, because your, your liver processes oh. sugar. Yeah, and it went right into your liver. And so. there's probably bile leaking out of your body right now. Yeah, that's okay. 
That's all right. Sweet lemonade. All right. Cole, let's take some phone calls. Guys, let's take some phone calls. We ask every week uh, to call in and our listeners. Our listeners, of course. uh, Make sure when you call in to call uh, my actual phone number. (laughs) 713-304-3503 and just drop me a line about anything you're thinking about teenage wise morning wise um yeah that's pretty much the topics we cover um or maybe if you just want to teach us something in a quick 30 seconds that'd be real cool uh but yeah we have four we're gonna get through today let's try to blast the room real fast uh here's the first one uh hey uh my name's bill uh, I got a teenage daughter, and she is just a feisty bitch. And I just, I don't know how to handle it anymore, man. Uh, I hope y'all can help, because what do you do when they're just bitches? Yeah, thanks. Well, uh, Bill, I feel like one of the problems is you're calling your daughter a bitch. Yeah, that's a, Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's, we're going to call that out right away. I feel like maybe you need to get that under control. I'd recommend some uh, maybe introductory counseling with you and your daughter. I don't know. You didn't name any issues. You just said <laughs> you just kept she was a bitch. a bitch. She just called her a bitch, and, like, maybe you're the bitch. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't want to. We don't want to use that word. She could yeah. be an actual terrible person. She but could be. I'd say, like, you know, counseling, therapy is always... I'd say, yeah, I say don't use the word, but yeah. uh, if, if if there's a specific thing that she's done, go ahead and confront her, you know, because I think in, this, in our society, uh, men are forbidden from uh, sharing their feelings, and I think the more that we share those feelings, the more that we won't feel the need to use slurs. Yeah. Ooh, good answer, Rod. All about communication. All about that base. Man, all right. No treble. Hey, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Who sang that song, Brittany? Nikki Minaj. Oh, my oh. God. Um, Prince Harry's wife. Yeah, <laughs> Megan Trainer. Um, cool. We, let's get on to the next one. Hey, guys. My name is Billy Boykins, and uh, I'm a senior in high school, and uh, I just wanted to ask you guys, like, what's the best way for me in the morning on the way to school What's, like, your favorite album to listen to to get ready for the day? Because I was struggling with motivation recently, and I just can't seem to, like, get my head in the game before going. I just got to get my head in the game. Uh, So I got to get my head in the game. (laughs) Thank you. Billy, two words. Jock jams. Mm. Jock jams. I don't even know what this is. What? Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. So now Roger and I are going to sing every song from Jock jams. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody, get up! It's time to slam now. now. We got a real damn guy now. Is this copyrighted? Pump, pump the jam, pump it up while your feet are stomping. My wallet is losing. This is a genre. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll say I like anyway, this question. That was Jock Jams. I mean, that, Billy, are you not pumped it, up? It covered right both now? teens and mornings. What to listen on the way to school mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you learned about Roger in my teen years. Uh, now, so people know, if we had done that in a barbershop quartet contest, we would be disqualified. <laughs> really? You're yes. not allowed to sing no pop songs? Yeah. 
It's a strict rule. <laughs> no joke, that was a joke. You weren't. I wanted to learn if there was if that was an actual rule. No. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, you guys said jock jams. Uh, <laughs> cool. I don't know why you're trying to add. I anything. think you said we sang jock jams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brittany said then sang jock jams. Um. For me. Yeah, I don't know. Those songs were pretty fun. We're fine. Uh, I don't think it matters a whole lot. Like. What's gonna wake you up is probably not the music, and more just you like talking to people in class, and and uh, that'll wake you using your brain. I don't. Um, it's very clear you've never heard Jock Jams because you're me? wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> that answer well, was wrong. I'll take this aggressiveness and uh, <laughs> bury it, and move on to the next phone call. Hi, uh, this is Michael. Um, I have a hard time uh, waking up and. Uh, feeling productive. I, I wake up and I, I check Instagram and Twitter. Is, is there a morning routine that you guys do? Wow. Hey, Michael. Two words. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Everybody get up. It's time to slam down. Oh. We got a real <laughs> damn going down. Talking about it. Sweet of These songs are copyrighted. You cannot use you can use them for parody, Cole. Okay. That's how, that's how uh, it Jeffrey's works. shaking his head no. I don't know if he knows more about this than we do. But okay, he I says he I took a, a, a copyright class in journalism school, so okay. that was like 20 years ago. So um, I'm pretty up to date. To, uh, to, so um, to, to try to answer a question about getting up, I, I also am the same way. I cannot, uh, you know, it was a struggle for me to wake up to get to this this podcast rec- recording yeah. at noon. Yeah. It's the it's, morning. It's the morning, Roger. Oh, I mean, the sun has now officially risen. I had to. I had to sleep on my ladder outside so I would be ready for it. And that's something that uh, that's my tip. Really, it's something something that you can do. Sometimes I have to sleep in my clothes that I'm going to wear the night before, mm. so I can wake up and just get up and go. Um, of course, I'll brush my teeth. And comb my hair and all that stuff, but um, you know that's as long as I don't get too sweaty. That's something that I've I've tried just because I, I feel your pain. Uh, there's you know there's a lot of situations where like I'm having to stay up really late, but even when I'm not, I have I don't want to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be in forever sleep, which is death. But oh. <laughs> You'll you'll avoid death if we finish this podcast pretty soon and can get that uh, that switchblade looked at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it now. No, it is not adding it's, anything. It's sort of like a body piercing. Yeah. Oh god, you guys are crazy. Um, I would say we did get a similar call about this last week. This one seemed to be more wrapped up about like looking at Instagram, getting stuck in the phone. Yeah. And um. I'll say real quick on top of Roger's thing. I used to make my lunch in the mornings, and it was the most miserable thing for me. And so now I just make it at night, and it, I honestly like feel good making my lunch at night. And then I feel good waking up, not having to worry about it. And so one little thing you change, yeah. you change your whole life. Which uh, what do you normally have in that old lunchbox, huh? Ooh, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> oh gosh, I have loose turkey. I used to make turkey sandwiches. Um, but then I was like, why do I need both bread and cheese to slightly unhealthy things? So now I just eat loose turkey. Just rolled up turkey. I eat a peach. I mm. eat a bag of air-popped popcorn. Mm. 
a big cup of water, sometimes edamame if I'm feeling crazy. What uh, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and a little Nutella dip as a treat. Or maybe an Andes mint. We were talking oh about Andes God. mints earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. That is, you've gone full, like, health health food. <laughs> is it that healthy? Is it really the Nutella? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Nutella is like cancerous, but everything else is. <laughs> Do you think you're too good for a turkey sandwich with some cheese? Um, is that uh, below you? It's not below me. <laughs> below me, it rhymes with baloney. I'm sorry, I had to call that out. Um, <laughs> See, that's what I, I, I like to have some loose baloney. <laughs> <Yeah, okay. laughs> my parents used to buy me. That's my nickname in high school. La la or baloney? Loose baloney. <laughs> loose baloney. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I had to do it. None of our listeners are listening at this point. <laughs> most people drop out most after people, the Most lesson. people were like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now in, they're like now I know how to sing in the barbershop quartet. I better better go start. Yeah, one. We're done here. <laughs> um, that guy calls his daughter a bitch. I don't want to listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, you know, just uh, what what I used to do even in high school, which I wish I did more of it. Whenever I wake up. Uh, I would like just sit up and legit just like stare at a wall for like five minutes <laughs> and it really helps because like I'm just sort of staring and starting to have actual thoughts and I'm like oh okay and also I'm already sitting up so I can just sort of like get out of bed now I'm like halfway there one last thing what you can do after you've stared at a wall for five minutes <laughs> am I I'm not weird like, it sounds, like, it sounds can, like meditation after, after you stare at a wall for five minutes and eat some loose turkey go get a notepad and write down everyone who Who's ever wronged you? <laughs> and then get a switchblade. <laughs> but not mine. It's very important. All right. This is our final question. Oh, oh okay. It already started. Cool. Oh. Okay. This is our final question. Uh, comes from uh, a New York caller. Oh, Ooh. a New York number. New awesome. York. Wow. This is what Megan Trainer is singing. Okay. Hey, Cole. I'm leaving a voicemail for the podcast. Hope this makes the album. Um, my question for the podcast today is, what's the difference between polyamory, non-monogamy, and hot-wifing? I uh, hope to hear an answer soon. Love you guys. Have fun. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that that one was addressed specifically to you, Cole. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. I feel like I know the least amount about this. Oh, okay. Um, so Jeffrey just Googled hot wifing and no results at all came That's up. I feel like it was... Do you have safe search on? That's impossible. That's, that is uh, impossible. No, just look for hot wife. Have you, you all seriously never is? seen these terms wife. before? Well, I, know, I, know, I know what hot wifing yeah, is. Yeah, I know what hot wife is. Really? Yeah. I know, yeah. I know polyamory. <laughs> So have you ever heard? Oh, wait, 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 Cole. Tell us what you think hot wifing yeah. is before, before I we, even hot before we tell you. Okay, what is it, it? I feel like it's one of those things where like uh, your wife is, is so hot, like she like how can she be with just one man, right? Kind so of. like you let your wife do things and that's it, or yeah, yeah, that's kind of like it's boom. Yeah, but the the deal is, have you ever heard? Uh, Republican people, and I'm sorry, I'm not Republican, not all Republican people, but like. Conservative people use the word cuck. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you cuck. Uh, it's it's related to that. It's Isn't like, it? yeah, there's like 
a thing where it's there's a humiliation aspect to it. Where oh, the guy likes the humiliation of that. Yeah, mm. but he pretends that he doesn't. Mm. Um, he wants his wife to cheat on him. Yeah. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Because it's because uh, humiliating. The other ones I don't know. Um, polyamory. Polyamory is, when is you love... multiple relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And um, non-monogamy. non-monogamy. That sounds pretty similar to polyamory. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It is, but it's uh, different. Yeah. Well, how do you know? How or I don't really know I don't anymore. Know, I don't okay. Know. Po- the polyamorous people that I know have like pr- their primes or something, their mains, mm-hmm. and then their side people. Mm-hmm. Maybe non-monogamy is like everyone's equal. It's just being not in a relationship. I don't know. Okay. See, I thought polyamory was like. Like, you can have everyone equal, or you can have layered also, like, people uh, you prefer more. Yeah, um, maybe. And then you're... It's a new world, want. guys. We, you can do whatever you want now. Yeah. You can make up a new name. You could be like, I'm going to be in a relationship with a train, and a man, and a wolf. And it's called Train Man Wolf Thing. <laughs> And yeah, that's yeah. the thing now. That's that's. Uh, Try to Google that now and see if any results come up. No. This just in from Loose Baloney. <laughs> uh, there's a whole new way to have relationships. Um, yeah, I feel like hot wifing is by far the most different from. Yeah, the I other feel like two. the listener could have Googled this. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming. True. I'm I'm just assuming there's a humiliation aspect to it. Sounds uh, like there would. Because. Yeah, I mean it, it. It that one seems like because the name "hot wife," it's it specifically sounds like you're being like, uh, I don't know. I, I I truthfully don't know. I just see these tags on the internet. Not that I'm look. Not that you're things on the pop internet. up, guys. <laughs> um, I'm trying to relate this to teens or mornings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it is the morning when we're recording this. Um, Teens are, are I, I'm sure like more teens are probably getting into polyamory or something. Gross. Yeah, no, they definitely Gross. are. As a, as a teacher of teens, they are much more. <laughs> are you serious? They are gender fluid. They are relationship fluid. They, yeah, I mean, they, oh, boy. they are much, cool. it's a different world. It's a different time. I mean, think of these kids. They grew up on their phones. They, the other day I explained to them um, censorship because, or just like TV censors because they watch everything on the internet, so yeah. they don't. They never watched, you know, like. Remember when South Park said the F word for the very first time, and it was like 11 p.m. or something, or midnight, and it was like <gasps> scandalous. Yeah. But that was TV, that was cable. But like, yeah. I mean, everything they watch like people murder people on YouTube or something. I don't, yeah. I'm not really sure what's on YouTube, but I can only assume it's murder. Yeah, we're <laughs> in for we're in for some troubles, t- troubled times troubled coming teens. up. I think. And that's, you know, I don't know. But, uh, I, you know, and, and maybe that's a good thing that teens are d- not in relationships. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Would you think that this may be some ignorant thinking on my part, but would you think that maybe like being in a polyamorous relationship, like, own, like I don't know, like only being into that in high school would like hurt your relationship skills in the future because like you're well, still you you're still forming to be true true so then you're also, just learning what you what about these kids that are growing up in polyamorous families yeah yeah you know? that's a that's a new thing there's there's no way to tell i know that my um 
relationship status in in that that age was non amory in that nobody <laughs> nobody wanted to amor with me. That was that was mine as well. So nobody wanted to amor. And I turned out just fine. So non amory. No no one in the amor section. My experience of uh, getting jiggy with it in high school was so. I made out with a girl in a laser tag like a dark laser tag hallway. And then after it, I texted her, I feel real gross about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I just never dated anyone else. Oh my God, this girl is like traumatized from that. Because this was what, like two years ago? This was not two years ago. Also, those sound like... like six years ago. Those sound like One Direction lyrics or like, I don't know. Made out with a girl in a laser tag. (laughs) (laughs) Texted her, it felt real gross. Did you I don't, I don't did you mean there. that like you felt internal shame or that it like, or that like the making first time out with I, her like she like stuck her tongue exactly. too far down your throat and it was gross. Like the fir- it was like the first time I had like a tongue in my mouth and like after it I like legit like felt gross. Like oh, I was yeah. like well, why did I do just this? Bad kissers. True, but then I made out with her later and it was fine. I don't know. Like I guess I, I, I just got I used think that to was it. that was a good way to prepare you for eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, get ready to feel gross. It's, it's like, like oh, that was gross. Because when you're eating ass, a tongue comes. The tongue comes like, into your mouth. Like, Whoa. And you can also text it. I'm just saying, like, like at the time you're like, oh, this is gross, but nothing's gonna prepare you better for the eventuality of eating ass in 2018. You know? If you guys don't know, you need to be prepared to eat some ass in your life now. That's how the world's turning. Every day, those scientists move the like world clock, the doomsday, the doomsday clock, closer to closer to uh, extinction. We need to eat a little ass. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant oh, the eating ass. There's clock. an eating ass clock where everyone will when, have to when that turns to normal sex. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just do this now? Oh boy. You can edit this out. We're no, not editing anything there. out. The only thing we're editing out is the part where you. Fell on your knife and killed the motorcycle gang. I appreciate that. That part our listeners cannot hear. Yeah. I can only imagine what my parents would think if they heard this I podcast. I can only imagine. Cole, we need listeners. You need to send that to yeah, your Yeah, I probably parents. need to get them on. Um, Let's go back to that song. We, That's a Christian song. I can only imagine. Oh. Oh. We were trying to slip in a quick barbershop. Does anyone know shop. the next lyric? No. What my eyes will do. What my eyes will do. You're, what well, my when, eyes will do. When That's the lyrics. Eat a mess with who? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus will not do that. Oh boy, guys, we've had a, <laughs> a, a heck of a ride yeah, here. I'm day. tired. Um, the way we like to end the podcast is with a uh, angsty, uh, just release mm. of noise and emotion. <laughs> not, not poopy not, farts. Uh, oh, too late. Um, <laughs> uh, my my bowels are releasing themselves because of the knife wound. <laughs> <laughs> it's ejecting things Ooh, from your body. Boy. Um, well, as your nose is bleeding all over your face, <laughs> uh, we will. And how we always end, which is, as a teen, you're always filled, like, there are times where you're filled with anxiety or frustration towards whomever, and you just give out a, like, a release of of angst and Mm, and, uh, negative emotions, and so so we're going to go one by one and and sort of do that, Uh, whoever, I don't know, Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Ugh.
a little nice surprise for me there, Roger. And Jeffrey has his headphones on, so the sound is way up. So I feel like he felt it more than... He felt it. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, we'll, thanks to all of our listeners. Thank you so much. Um, most of you we probably know personally, but maybe there's some of you who we don't know yet. And that's pretty cool. Hey, uh, close parents. Thanks for listening. Hey, Mark. Hey, Brenda. You're uh, doing all right. Uh so yeah, check us out as as we keep releasing episodes. Shall hopefully be one out next week too. Um, my Twitter handle is at Spooky Ghost with a bunch of O's. Uh, uh, I'm still not active on social media, <laughs> yeah. so um, but I am. I did uh, reactivate my twi- my uh, Tinder. Tinder. So go to Houston and this. find her on Tinder. <laughs> so if you know, so if you see me, swipe right. <laughs> You got any uh, handles? Socials, yeah. I'm at Roger Ander. Just take that son out of my name because I don't recognize him as my child. <laughs> Get out of here, child. Cool. Uh, enjoy that cup of joe, you teen. Get out of, Get my, out of my room. room. Get out of Get my out. room. Get out of my room. Ugh, get out.